This Sunday has a number of different names. It's called the second Sunday of Easter, of the Easter season. And more traditionally, it's called Low Sunday, to differentiate it from the other Sunday in the Easter octave, which is Easter Sunday. There is the tradition in counting both the day at the beginning of the week and the day at the end to give eight days for an octave rather than seven days for a week. The other name is uh, White Sunday or Dominica in Albis, which goes even further back to the early days of the church when the the newly baptised would appear every day of this Easter octave in their white garments of baptism and this would be the, the last day that they would appear in their baptismal garments. And from Monday of the second week of Easter, they would appear in normal clothes, taking their place amongst the people of God present at Mass. Most recently, of course, this day has become named Divine Mercy Sunday. And the message of Divine Mercy Sunday is both simple and profound. Indeed, it's life-changing. The message is also deeply biblical and steeped in our Catholic tradition. Even though this feast was only instituted in the Jubilee year of 2000. The simple message of Divine Mercy Sunday is that God loves us, all of us, And he wants us to recognise that his mercy is greater than our sins, so that we will call upon him with trust, receive his mercy, and let his mercy flow through us to others, so that all souls may come to share his joy. In answering the request of our Lord to institute this great feast of mercy on Low Sunday, the second Sunday of Easter, St John Paul II, in the year 2000, at the canonization of St Maria Faustina Kowalska, noted how the theme of divine mercy was already present in the sacred liturgy and sacred scripture of the day. In the collect of today's Holy Mass, the Father is addressed as God of everlasting mercy. The responsorial psalm puts on our lips the words, Give thanks to the Lord, for he is good, his love is everlasting. The word love is a translation, somewhat inadequate, of the Latin word misericordia, which is different from amor, the Latin word for love. And misericordia is more accurately translated as loving mercy or merciful love. Thus, in the psalm, we say God's loving mercy or his merciful love is unending. Then, in the Gospel, from the lips of Christ himself, comes the great message of divine mercy as he entrusts the ministry of mercy and forgiveness of sins to his apostles. He also shows them the wounds of his passion in his hands and his side. It was from his wounded side, leading directly to the Sacred Heart, that there flowed out the great wave of mercy 
upon humanity. We could also note that the image of the Son of Man from St John's vision in the second reading bears a remarkable resemblance to the Divine Mercy image. I find it helpful on this day to look again at some extracts from the writings of St Faustina in her diary. She was a simple and humble nun, largely uneducated, whom Jesus chose to receive his revelations and messages, which are the answers to the world's problems and the most needed message for the third millennium of human history after the birth of Christ. In the diary we are told, and I'd like to mention four things today. First, that this feast of divine mercy emerged from the very depths of God's mercy. Secondly, this feast comes also from God's deep tenderness, which is wide and deep, and every soul believing and trusting in divine mercy will obtain this tenderness and mercy from God. Thirdly, God's mercy is so great that no mind, be it of man or of angel, will be able to fathom it throughout all eternity. Fourthly, the immediate and adequate response to God's mercy on the part of human beings is trust. The attitude of trust is the only means of coming to God's mercy. This everlasting merciful love of God can also be expressed by the encouraging image that at every moment of our lives the eyes of Christ rest upon us, not in fearsome oversight, but in mindful attentiveness. And when a person spurns the love and mercy that Christ offers us, ignores it or treats it with indifference, his sacred heart is deeply grieved. Lastly, as a proof of this great and powerful divine mercy, our Lord promised that on the feast of divine mercy, all the divine floodgates through which graces flow are open to those who go to confession and receive Holy Communion. They will obtain complete forgiveness of sins and punishment due to them. The Church has allowed the confession to happen within seven days. With such assurances and powerful message, let us have no fear to draw near to Christ our Saviour, no matter what the weight and extent of our sins. Christ is risen. He is risen indeed. Hallelujah. O Jesus, I trust in your merciful love.